Here we are in episode 39 of the Simple Success Podcast. This is financial life coaching from a happiness perspective. Coaching happiness. When you change you, you change everything. Today is the result of what you do every week. What's our listener anchor for this week? Their lighthouse, right? Their one sentence takeaway. Oh, you mean that bit that goes at the top of the show notes? Yes, that bit. That sentence. That, you know, thing. We're taught to distrust financial people. Many books have been written about this, but what we do here is not only expose the thing, but explain from a former broker perspective why it happened. What's the conflict of interest? But that doesn't mean that efficient market theory is true. I didn't mean to just read it again. Okay, sure, but it is important. And plus, you know how I activate practice and repetition. Throwing some wild thoughts here about efficient market theory. Wait a sec. How do you say wild and efficient in the same sentence? Because, DT, I'm making a point. Which is what? That it's possible to be wild on purpose and thus also be efficient. Nothing to say back to that one, huh, oh speechless one? In that case, I'll go on with my explanation. Efficient market theory is a concept supported by and expounded in a book called A Random Walk Down Wall Street, which is a fundamental analysis of the whole thing, right? Sort of. The idea is that everyone has all of the relevant information on which to make a decision, and they have it at roughly the same time as everyone else. When does the simple part come in? Well, that's pretty simple right there. You have something, and I have that same something, too. Oh, if this is so simple, why do we need a book to explain it? Well, because a book can be a stream of income. An MSI? Yep, but that's a different show. The book, by Burton G. Malkiel, came out originally in 1973. I first read what was the 8th edition in about 2007, during the financial crisis. This is one of a few different pieces of finance literature which came out around then. Well, that alone says it stood the test of time. Sort of, except it's had some criticism, which we'll get to later. I'm conflicted about this a little bit because the idea is highly connected to a well-read, well-researched, and thoughtful economics professor at the University of Chicago named Eugene F. Fama. And for those who don't know, the Chicago School of Economics is one of the predominant ones in the entire world. Hardly a frequent source of irrational exuberance. Beats the market average, as those schools go. Fama is referenced about eight times in Burton Melchiel's book, all in connection with a fellow researcher named Kenneth French. So we're not talking about slouch concepts here, but it's still quite a bit short-sighted, I think. And thus something to avoid? Maybe. Let's look deeper for a second. Let's say that all of that premise is true. The all-at-the-same-time thing? Yes, that's it. It still misses a critical point. Which is? Which is that our brains don't work that way. Example. It's a simple theory that you and I might have the same information at the same time, and we might then be able to act upon it in an identical way. This would mean that neither one of us had an advantage and that both of us had rational expectations. We might as well throw darts at the stock page to get the same amounts of money. Which is another old fable. Unlike what we know about brains, such as that we prioritize things, things more important to us get more of our attention. Makes sense. If doing well what we both know to be the right thing for us was also equal, then the book is true. Problem is, that's not how an appetite for risk can show itself. That's not how reality works all the time. How does reality work? 
how does after the break sound? Hello, everyone. This is John with the Simple Success Podcast, financial life coaching from a happiness perspective. Because we know you want to show us some serious love in return for the tremendous benefits you get from us. Please head over to the support link in our written show notes. That's the words on your podcast player. There, you can choose from a $9.99 per month doing level of support, a $4.99 knowing level, or a basic intro level of just $0.99 per month. Whichever you choose, thank you so much for helping us do this for you. To leave us a voice message which just might see the light of day in a future podcast, go to those same written show notes. You'll go to a site where you can leave a video, audio, or text-only message, depending on how you feel at the moment. You can also send us an audio file attached to an email if you use more than just your phone for stuff. I won't repeat those links because weird. And anyway, show notes, it's all in there and it's all easy. To help with explaining, in investing, as with just about everything, you have to consider the relevant evidence and make a decision. A decision about what? Return on investment? It's way easier to do this when you have all of the facts the way fund managers do. It's better when you have all of the facts at the same time as everyone else. That is efficient market theory and what a fair market is all about. So it's decisions about the stock market. Yep, or really any other investing market which an actual investor might encounter. I'm here to tell you that you can apply this to things other than investing. Why? Well, because like with other things, it relies on your attitude. The connection might be clear to you, but it's not clear to you. Correcto mundo. That's not actual Spanish. If you think you'll be hampered, by not having the something, the fastest information or whatever, then you will in fact be hampered. We'll get into the quality of the theory itself, of course. I ask you first to be honest with yourself about why this message was necessary. Are you saying that the theory is wrong? Not at all. I'll let others do that. What is it then? I'm looking behind the scenes here. Focus on the actual question I ask. You didn't ask a question. Well, that's true, Mr. Grammarian. Okay, here goes. Why was this message necessary? And remember the mention of MSIs? Of course, I'm actually going to start one. Oh, really? Well, we'll have to talk about that one more. But for now, like I said before, the book might be another MSI, another stream of income, another gem for the alert investor. Isn't that a pretty mercenary sort of look? Okay, then we just imagine a supporting purpose where some people hear a podcast and others connect better with books. That's a different look at the same facts. Exactly, DT. And that's what we have to do with investing. Now, this theory, this efficient markets hypothesis, especially the random walk model, has frequently been debunked by anyone we know, anyone we'd put smart money on. Probably Warren Buffett, you may have heard of him, has said that efficient market theory is silly. Since the internet has been introduced into the mix, the likelihood that people have all of the same information at the same time has increased. But it doesn't really happen. Yeah, it's more like inefficient markets, right? Sort of. If everybody had the same information at the same time, if everybody had the same model of risk, then everybody would perform exactly the same way. And clearly, that doesn't happen either. Melchiel does attempt to connect this theory to the then-emerging field of behavioral finance, of which I am a big fan. But even when he correctly identifies psychological phenomena like hindsight bias, 
he immediately goes on to try to bridge that connection to the idea that since a private financial analyst will just charge you too much, you have to do it his way. But that would save a lot of trading fees over a span of time, wouldn't it? There's certainly a body of evidence that it could give you a big advantage over time, but in reality, it causes so much confusion that people don't invest. Instead, they call that being better off. And really, it's their own personal financial crisis. But you preach not needing a broker. True, DT, but that's because I was one, and I know the motivations as well as the how-to-do-it part. Which is what you share. Thanks, DT. And before you ask, I promise to share the investing connection right after this short break. We know a lot about you already because we know ourselves. For example, we know that you know how to listen to our podcast. We also know that you probably know how to subscribe. The reason every podcast asks you this is because when you subscribe, you automatically download all future episodes of that podcast. This means better rankings for the podcast, more attention from advertisers, and more money. And this means more and better stuff for you. So your motivation is simple and easy. Subscribe today, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Oh, oh, and don't just try to subscribe. There is no try. There is only do. We're changing the way we look at things. And remember, that's good. Eso es bueno. Sebo. Also remember, this is Financial Life Coaching from a Happiness Perspective. Coaching Happiness. Our call to action is right in the show notes. Find it and you win too. So how does this connect? I'm going to have to work on you starting sentences with so. Lots of people do that. It's basic logic. It doesn't make it right. Oh, say something funny, why don't you? Okay, if you think you missed the train, then you missed the train. What? We missed this one. We did the dot-com thing. We sucked the asset bubbles. We, it was sad and complicated, even stressful. Where in all the cacophony is the simple answer? Save 10%. Wait, what? Save 10%. Use your attitude and save 10%. Are you trying to be me? I mean, next you'll say things like max your 401k or pay off your credit cards or something. Nope, surprise, buy index mutual funds. Oh, that's awesome. That's what the book was also saying. Okay, now I'm confused. Isn't that good? Could be. Just be clear on results versus reasons. Explain. It's a good result because you'd be investing. But... But it's not a good reason. Why isn't it a good reason? It confuses telling you that everyone has the same information while also telling you that you can't ever know what the so-called professionals know. Like, what's an undervalued stock? Implying abnormal returns, but not excess returns. Please finish on why that would be bad. Because it has its own result. Ordinary investors, or what I prefer to call people, just avoid the problem by not investing at all. Oh, so this ties into investing in that it's important to do it. Yes, you got it, DT. And do it over and over again so you can remember all you need to do is practice, after which you'll get good. Gracias por escuchar. A la prochaine. In this Simple Success podcast, as well as in our webinars and masterclasses, we very much want to hear your story. Well, to be real, in future episodes of the podcast, webinars, and masterclasses. And this means you. Your participation is critical to our mutual, simple success. It's important to know how you think what you've thought, what you've tried, and what you've been unsure of trying. 
as we told you at the beginning. And as you also find in the show notes, we have ways you can contact us. It involves a special link where you can leave us a voice message, which just might see the light of day in a future podcast. We may have an email address for you as well in the future, and we'll let you know if that happens. Together, we're going to make it great. We're going to do what even we didn't think possible. This podcast and our other podcast are productions of Little Red Hen Industries. The supporting cast who helps me bake the bread includes Techno King, John C. Brandy, Fact Checker, Abraham Lincoln, French Consultant, Virginia Mitchell, Media Expert, Favor, Abasi Ike, Psychologist, Sigmund Freud, Rabbit Hole Advisor, Dr. Mark Parrott, Sound Designer, Guglielmo Marconi, Spanish Consultant, Cameron J.K. Brandy, Videographer, Alfred Hitchcock, Audio Props, Les Paul, and Inspiration Goes to Napoleon Hill, Earl Nightingale, and Bob Proctor. We also have a website, and you can subscribe to both podcasts. You can even send us a video, audio, or text message. But of course, you'll have to head to the show notes, either on your phone or on the web, to actually get links and stuff. I mean, I could read the URLs where you could subscribe, support, or leave one of those video or audio messages, but you really don't want me to do that. And those explicit and clickable links are in the show notes. Finally, you can find us on Podmatch, where we consider guests, as well as consider guesting on other people's pods. And really, finally, the music for our pods comes from Cute by Ben Sound and from Piano Background by Nick Simon Adams, both on freesound.org. 